For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? This is LaShar Binkley. I am the co-host of Rocket Field Podcast. Of course, you can always find my written work at SB Nation or The Dream Shake. And I am also a credential reporter for the Houston Rockets and Rio Grande Valley Vipers. Uh, today's show, we're actually going to be talking a little bit about alternative ways the Rockets actually use that cap space outside of just free agency. Um, of course, the Rockets have the most money in free agency. It's been calculated anywhere between $50 million and $60 million. We've already passed a draft, so free agency is going to be the next big event for the Rockets this offseason um, to where they're going to have to try to remold their roster to actually – uh, come away this season with more victories than they have the past three seasons. It's already been mandated by the front office, um, Rafael Stone, Tillman Fertitta, that they will be looking to improve in the win category next season, not just by maybe one or two games, but by a significant margin, whatever that may mean, if it means enough for a play-in spot. But I want to talk to you today about an alternative way that Rockets can actually use that cash space outside of free agency, and that's via trade. Of course, we've heard the rumors of different high-dollar free agents that they could bring in. I just – I've mentioned before, I don't think it's the best strategy right now is to use that cash space on players like a James Harden or Fred Van Vliet. I just don't think the Rockets are at a point where they need to be spending $30, $40 million a year for players that are – going towards the end of their prime or actually maybe past their prime, and then you're going to be stuck with their contracts three or four years down the road when they may not even be playing that much due to injury. Um, their play will be significantly uh, declined at that point when you're talking about 33, 34-year-old Fred Van Vliet or Chris Middleton or 38, 39-year-old James Harden. So these are three players that Maybe no, maybe don't come to your mind when you're first thinking about possible trades that the, uh, for players the Rockets to bring in, but the Rockets do need to bring in some type of veteran players. And it doesn't necessarily have to be through free agency only. The Rockets have enough cap space to where they can bring in players um, from other teams that may actually help them in the long run that you may not even think about. Uh, the first player I actually want to talk about is a player that most of you know here in Houston, and that is Clint Capella. No, Clint Capella isn't necessarily going to be easy to trade for because Atlanta, they are under a mandate by their free free uh, front office to get under the tax um, tax penalty that they are currently at right now, and they were looking to trade players like John Collins, um, maybe even a, a Dejounte Murray who's going to be coming up on his contract uh, here pretty soon, and not necessarily Clint Capella because they do see Clint Capella as part of their future, but. They are trying to get under the, the tax apron that they're currently at, and the Rockets have the cap space to bring in a player like Clint Capella, who, as we all know, started his career here in Houston, worked his way up from the G League to become one of the better young centers in the NBA before the Rockets um, 
at the time made the controversial decision to trade him away to go completely small ball with Russell Westbrook and James Harden here at the time. Um, but Clint Capella is still playing at a very high level. Um, still one of the better rebounders in the league. It's only making, um, it's not making crazy money uh, this upcoming season. It's making a little over $20 million a year next year. And he'll be on the books for two years, which at 29 years old is definitely not something that's going to hamper you going forward as far as your cap flexibility. Clint Capella can still play above the rim. Like I said, still one of the better rebounders would fit in perfectly if he's willing to take maybe a little bit more of a reduced role um, coming up because Rockets do still have Apra and Shangoon. Um, that's the one thing that Rockets are going to have to work out no matter who they bring in, if it's a high-quality center. Do you, does that player want to come off the bench or do you want to bring Alper and Shangun off the bench? That's something the Rockets are going to have to work out. But let's say Clint Capella is willing to come off the bench and still get his 20, 25 minutes a game and possibly get even a longer-term deal from the Rockets if he's willing to take that role, he would be the absolute perfect person to pair with Alper and Shangun. Something Ime Doka mentioned during his press conference is he wants somebody that plays a little bit different than Shangun. That doesn't mean replace Shangun. That means plays differently. And that's somebody that maybe plays above the rim, can give you shot blocking, can run the court. And that's something that Clint Capella can still do even at 29 years old. Honestly, he's still really entering his prime years. Um, so Clint Capella would be the ultimate backup center if the Rockets were able to somehow convince him to be able to play those backup minutes. And like I said, no... Atlanta may not be looking to move him. Uh, it was reports that Dallas tried to get him and the asking price was pretty high. So maybe it's not that realistic. But if you're Atlanta, you're trying to get under that that tax penalty and you want to move $20-plus million, the Rockets would definitely be a team that you can look for. And, yes, the Rockets would probably have to move all players like a K.J. Martin and Jay Shantae and definitely some draft capital. Um, one of the reasons why I think the Rockets can make moves um, and not necessarily have to give up any players like a Jabari Smith or Jalen Green or anybody like that is because the Rockets in the next few years have uh, significant draft capital. Like next year, they have at least three second-round picks, maybe even four, because they may be getting another one from Golden State if it doesn't fall between 56 and 60. Anything outside of that in the second round, that'll be four second-round picks the Rockets have next year on top of Brooklyn's pick um, that they have next season with no stipulations tied to it all. Um, so, the, and then the following year, the Rockets have even more second round picks. You may think second round picks who want second round picks, but this day and age, second round picks can get you some pretty quality players as we've seen in the last several trades. Um, so maybe Atlanta's looking to move on because they don't think they'll be able to resign Clint Capella in a couple of years, or they want to get beyond uh, below that tax apron. So Clint Capella is somebody, um, uh, named to keep in mind when we're talking about trades, the next person I want to talk about is a person I've talked about before. It's Mike Conley. Four games last season. Um, he is somebody that Minnesota may be trying to keep because at this point they are they are over the tax money. They won't be able to use that $20-plus plus million $24 million that uh, Mike Conley be making next year and go get somebody else because they're over the cap space. Um, but maybe you can entice them with some of those draft capital that you have. Maybe Minnesota could then go use that, go um, keep those draft picks and go sign a player for the mid-level exception um, if they're looking to move on from Mike Conley. Yes, Mike Conley's games have dropped, played every single year the last three or four years, but 
if you're bringing in a Mike Allen, you're looking for a mentorship and you're looking for somebody that can steady the offense. He doesn't have to play um, 82 games. He doesn't have to play 30 minutes a game. Um, he's he's at the point of the career where I think he will be fine playing maybe 15, 20 minutes a game, sometime maybe even more, a spot start here and there, um, playing behind uh, Amin Thompson. I can't think of a better person to play um, behind Amin Thompson than Mike Conley, who's also shot a career high for over 40% from three-point range last year. Yes, in limited games uh, last year, I think he only played 24 games, but he would be the perfect mentor to have on your team that can steady your offense, that if Amin is struggling at any point, you can bring in and he will get the offense rolling in the right direction. And again, it's not necessarily that Minnesota is looking to move him that I've heard of, but you, maybe you can entice him with some of those draft picks. Maybe at some point you do have to move off of one of those Brooklyn picks. You don't know what Brooklyn's going to be next year. We have no idea. They're probably going to keep Mikael Bridges. We don't know what they're going to do with Cam Johnson. We don't know what else they're going to try to do in free agency. So we don't know what Brooklyn's going to be next year. Maybe they'll be one of the worst teams in the league and you don't want to move that pick. Maybe they'll be an average team just like they were this year, and that pick doesn't mean as much. So one way or another, you're probably going to have to move off one of those picks, but I think those picks can be enticing, just a possibility for another team to think, well, maybe if we get this pick, maybe it'll be a top 10 pick. So, yes, the Rockets don't have a lot as far as assets that they're trying to move outside of a K.J. Morton or Jay Sean Tate. Um, but they do have the draft capital to maybe make these teams listen a little bit. And having a Mike Conley would be a perfect backup point guard. I can't think of a better backup point guard in the league than if you can get a Mike Conley over to the Houston Rockets because there aren't a lot of lower-tier, mid-tier point guards in this free agency period. You really have a players at the top like James Harden and Fred Van Vliet, who I don't think the Rockets should be trying to sign at three- or four-year deals, and they're not going to take one- or two-year deals. So I just think those are non-starters right off the top. It's not a lot of uh, backup point guards in this year's free agent class. I mean, Seth Curry is not really a point guard, even though he plays some point guard. He's a possibility, but he's somebody you're really going to be bringing on as a shooter. So you're going to have to look outside of the free agent market to bring in a veteran point guard, in my opinion. And a Mike Conley would be absolutely perfect addition for the Rockets. The last player that some of you have heard of before but may haven't heard of in a while is Andre Drummond. And before you go crazy, the reason I say Andre Drummond is because, yes, he hasn't been any on anybody's radar the last few years. Yes, his best years are well behind him. Um, but he's a low-cost player that you can bring in. He's only making a little over $3 million next year. He's a player that wouldn't take a lot of draft capital or assets to bring in, as I don't think Chicago is going to hold your feet to the fire to try to bring in some big-time name to trade for Andre Drummond. But he is a player that's still productive. He still he had over six rebounds last game, uh, six rebounds per game last season, and only playing around 12 minutes a game. Um, he's still averaged over six points. He's going to do exactly what you want him to do. He's not going to do more than he can do. He's not going to do less. He's going to give you rebounds. He's going to be able to score in the paint. And he's a decent shot blocker. And he's around 6'10", 6'11", a big body the Rockets definitely need. Um, is he the vertical threat that the Rockets are probably looking for? No, he's not. Is he a three-point threat? No, he's not. But he's going to give you exactly what you need in a backup center, and that's somebody that can go in there and get rebounds, can score in the paint when he gets the ball in the paint, and that's going to give you exactly what you need, and he's going to be a low-cost option. And he's he can be an option to where 
he doesn't even necessarily have to be the backup center. He can be a third center on the team, which would be, uh, I mean, it's a pretty good third center. It's better than any backup center the Rockets have had the last few years. And Frank Kaminsky and nothing against Boban. I love Boban, but <laughs> Boban didn't really bring a lot game in and game out. And then Uzma Garuba, you still don't know what you have with him. So at the very least, Andre Drummond would be the best backup center that the Rockets have had since Alperen Shangun has been here, especially last season. And he won't cost you that much. And you can still go out there and maybe find somebody that's more of a vertical threat. So you don't necessarily just have to have two centers next year. You can have two or three centers and Andre Drummond can possibly be that third center. And he can be a more realistic target to go get um, somebody that won't take much to trade for, but will give you exactly what. Um, you need in a backup center, which is somebody that can score on the inside, block a shot or two every once in a while, and can give you a spot start if you need to. And it's still a pretty good rebounder, um, even though you would think Andre Drummond is probably close to 40, but he's not. He's actually only 29, 30 years old. So it seems like he's been in the NBA forever, but he's still fairly young and can bring you um, something that you need in that backup center role. So, um, today's show is really about an alternative way outside of free agency because I'm just not really sold on this free agency class. I think next year free agent class is going to be a lot better. You want to maintain flexibility so that next year you can um, go hard in free agency. You won't be tied to 30, 35 year old players making four, you know, 30, 40 million dollars a year um, that may not even finish the year with you because they may be playing hurt or they, they may can't play the minutes that they used to play. And you also want to have flexibility because we know NBA players are always becoming available that you didn't even know about at the beginning of the season, that they want trades. They The team is looking to move off of them to, to free up some cap space to try to bring somebody else in. So you want to have that flexibility to bring in these players um, via trade, even if it's during the season. Um, today's show is really about an alternative way outside of free agency because I'm just not really sold on this free agency class. I think next year free agent class is going to be a lot better. You want to maintain flexibility so that next year you can um, go hard in free agency. You won't be tied to 30, 35 year old players making four, you know, 30, 40 million dollars a year um, that may not even finish the year with you because they may be playing hurt or they, they may can't play the minutes that they used to play. And you also want to have flexibility because we know NBA players are always becoming available that you didn't even know about at the beginning of the season that they want trades. They, the team is looking to move off of them to, to free up some cap space to try to bring somebody else in. So you want to have that flexibility to bring in these players um, via trade, even if it's during the season. So I just think that's an alternative way for the Rockets to um, maybe bring in some veteran leadership is via trade and not necessarily via uh, free agency. Uh, so that's going to do it for this segment. Uh, for today's show. Uh, we will be out at the press conference tomorrow. I'll be out there covering that. I'll uh, either be bringing you some updates through uh, SB Nation or we'll be doing a podcast on Tuesday or both. <clears throat> uh, just depends on how it goes. But one way or another, we'll be bringing, I'll be bringing you some updates from tomorrow's press conference where they're uh, introducing Amin Thompson and Cam Whitmore. Maybe we'll get some jersey reveals. We don't know yet. We'll see how that goes, but we'll, I'll definitely be out there covering that. So make sure you check out the next episode of Rocket Fuel Podcast, and I'll check you later. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.